What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, it's a special episode, a special put you up for a blog era mixtape. Uh, this one is from Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, Kush yeah. and OJ released April 14th, 2010. And Yinka had the idea of saying, hey, you know, we do a lot of stuff in the 90s. Why don't we try to switch it up a little bit? We have a, some, some younger members in our audience. They might want to know what we think about a blog era album. Yeah. And it's a put you up because if you pay attention enough times to this podcast, you know Outlaw was was tapped out of hip hop from, <laughs> from this period of time. Like I, I got some of the things, you know, the, the, the reach of the surface, obviously, you know, beautiful, dark, twisted uh, fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but like some of the real hip hop stuff going on there, I just was not paying attention. So this is a, right. a, a put you up for Outlaw. Yeah. But in general, would we would, would this be like a tribute for you or, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting. This is kind of more of a golden era show, so mm, yeah. so it's it's different. But when we when we talk about the blog era, um, the blog era made several superstars. Okay, uh, Drake being one of them. Right, you right. Know, we talk about J Cole. We talk about Kendrick Lamar. These are are guys that became superstars before our very eyes in the blog right. era, and Wiz Khalifa is certainly one of them. And mm. this is the project that made Wiz Khalifa a star, in in my opinion. Um, and so I think like. That you know that relevance is is kind of what 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 makes this like a let's cover it, um, and I it would be a tribute from my perspective of the quality as well. That's that, that's cool. And uh, yeah. spoiler alert, I did enjoy this project, so I can understand so. why it would be a a tribute. And if you notice a little, if if you notice we sound a little bit different, that's because today we're we're recording face to face and Yinka's uh, studio for the first time since I think the Badu episode. Yep. Yeah, so we've got our little glasses of whiskey here. So let's <laughs> let's toast up to this cushion OJ. Yeah. We don't have any cush. We, we don't have any no OJ cush and no OJ. But you yeah. know, we are gonna gonna try to cover this album without <laughs> without those two things. So we'll see what, what we can do. Right. So this is uh, like I said, it's a put you up for me. Um, it's my first time listening to this. Uh, only got to listen to it a couple times just because it's been real real hectic. Okay. But um, I did enjoy what I heard for the most part, uh, which is. I think the interesting thing for me is Wiz Khalifa is obviously a name that I know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Black and Yellow would be the big hit that I know. <laughs> right, about, right. Right. But aside from that, I feel like I haven't heard that much from Wiz Khalifa lately. Okay. Yeah. And you say that he's a big name. I, I didn't mm-hmm. know the name, but he hasn't really... I feel like, you know, Kendrick's come out with projects. Yeah. J. Cole's come out with projects. Big yeah. Chris come out with projects. Yeah. When's the last time Wiz Khalifa came out with a project? So he did come out, and I literally just looked this up, and that's the only reason I know. Um, mm-hmm. He did come out with a Rolling Papers 2, um, okay. a, a, a major label Atlantic uh, project in 2018. Okay. Um, and it was not very well reviewed. Gotcha. Um, he, in my opinion, and, you know, again, Wiz Khalifa come, come on, fans come on the comments and shoot me, but... He really doesn't seem to be very focused on music. I've um, heard about that. Yeah, and yeah. so it seems like, likes you know. Weed. <laughs> I don't know if it's weed. I don't know if it's the women. I don't know if it's, you know, he likes the movies, weed for movies. I don't know what it is, but his focus is not, to, to me, being a recording artist. Wait, it hasn't been for some what time. movie is he in? So he did um, the the How High. The, oh, the was next he in How that? High. I think he was supposed to be one of the, oh. the folks. It was supposed to be like him and Snoop. Yeah. And then I feel like what ended up happening was kind of a fight between the studio and Method Man and Red Man because they no longer had any ownership over the How High name. And so I think that what they ended up doing is him and Snoop ended up recording their own movie instead that wasn't called How High. 
Okay. Um, and I don't remember what the movie was called, but you know, it came out. It had, I guess, some fanfare in the kind of weed community or whatever. It was like a similar concept to like they were like in high school or some shit mm. like that. You know, some school element. But Interesting. yeah, like he he's done a bunch of things. I mean, remember he was you know he was famously with uh, Amber Rose in in, okay. in, the, in the heyday of Amber Rose. They had a kid I, together. Okay, he he's also with someone more recently as well, wasn't he? Is he? Oh, he I was, he was with, with Winnie. Like... He was with Winnie Harlow. Okay. Yeah, she's okay. the um she's the model uh, with Ventiligo, but that's she's like really really famous. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I mean I, I don't know any. Those are the only two people that are famous that I know of him. His romantic league too. But you know he, I'm just saying that it seems like he's got a lot of other shit going on other than music. Like okay. this seems like you know his third or fourth hustle. Going gotcha. On I got you. At well, this point. So let's let's get into this, and it'll be a little bit interesting because it's, it's 2010, so that's not that long ago. Right. Why don't we get into the the where were you? And this is this is gonna be the first time I think our listeners have gotten to hear where we were, uh, in the pretty much like in the new millennia for real. If you think about it, man. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, there's a little bit of like the 2000, oh, 2005, yeah. but like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely we're definitely much more mature right. in this where were you? So right. why, don't, why don't you start off? Where was I? So um, I moved to to DC in or Alexandria in 2009. So okay. I was here. Um, I was you know doing my rap thing a little bit, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think at the time I was flying back and forth to California, mm -hmm. you know, trying to trying to do you know collaborate with certain artists and things like that. Um, so I you know I was part of this kind of blog era of of artists, you know, kind of trying to get their music up on mm -hmm. you know the Not Rights and the Two Dope Boys and all these you know these platforms. Um, I was also kind of definitely not smoking Kush or right. you know doing the Kush and OJ thing, but I think like a lot of the themes of you know I was probably going to Vegas every other month. I was yeah. probably you know in Miami and you know the Caribbean or whatever. Like I was. I was all over the place. And right. so I think from the perspective of some of the lifestyle portrayed here, I think it resonated with me in terms of where I was or where I visualized myself at the time. As someone who follows Yinka on Instagram or the pre, before Instagram at that time, Facebook, <laughs> uh, I can attest that Yinka definitely was flying out to, to Vegas and Miami and Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico, anywhere they had a villa. Uh, he was out there with a lot of the, the the UVA alums. So shout out to everybody yeah, in that crew. Shout out to the to the cats, man. So so I you know I, this particular uh, record though, to me and you know folks folks can shoot me on this, but when we talk about the blog era, they I think the blog era really kind of started in around 09, 09, 2010. Why don't we go real in depth to that? Because I've heard you mention this blog era. Obviously, uh -huh. I'm familiar with the blog era, but. Yeah. I actually don't really know what it is. So okay. this is this is going to be one of those instances where, to be honest, like anyone in the audience, if you guys ever thought you knew more than when I did, uh, when I talk about some particular piece of music, and that might be quite often, you're definitely going to know a lot more about it now because <laughs> right. I really know fuck all about the blog era. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and again, I'll do my best to kind of give you the, the blog era best. history lesson. I, there's probably folks that are blog era historians that could tell you a lot more about it. But... You know, essentially what occurred is, you know, this is kind of like in the in the wake of the MySpace era, right? Okay. So you kind of had the MySpace era, which was very artist themselves centric, right? Mm. So if you were an artist, you kind of you posted your song on your MySpace and you kind of customized it and you wanted people to to come to your MySpace. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think, you know, 
as MySpace kind of went away, right. um, the blog era kind of came up. And, and it was called the blog era because essentially you had these folks uh, one of them's name is SK. He was the one who who established Not Right. Um, you so had familiar, you had Mecca and Shake. They had okay. two dope boys. So there were like maybe three or four. Even World Star was almost kind of like one of these early. Oh, okay, blogs, yeah, that makes right? sense. Yeah. And so you had like these these folks that would um, aggregate kind of music by unsigned artists. Okay. So you know when Nipsey Hussle was trying to come up and Kendrick yeah. and J Rock and and you know all these guys. They w w when when certain blogs started to get notoriety for posting, they they would they would almost battle oh, each other. They would to, to okay. post people's songs faster. So then it became in the same way that you would have back in the day. You would debut your your video would play on BET at 8 p.m. That yeah. that's that's the the debut. Folks were debuting their music on a blog, so they would say, you know, not right at 8 p.m. We're gonna post the new Kendrick Lamar song. We're gonna be the first people to get it, and then people would rush to these blog sites to download things, and then it, it it created its own culture, right? So in the same way that you can go on Reddit and somebody will post something and it'll create a thread, yeah. and people will have in that same way a new artist would send their music to these folks who became these tastemakers or curators, you know, Two Dope Boys, Nah Right. You would send your music to them and then they would say, hey, there's this new artist named Yinka Diz, listen to him. Mm -hmm. And then and then there would be a, a, a bevy of comments. Yo, this guy sucks. Yo, he's ugly. I hate his video. Yo, his song is good. I like it. I don't know why you guys don't like it. And it became its own culture, right? Like these threads became their own culture. And so... um the blog era i think is like you know what we call this this kind of era which in my opinion again i i see the book end of the the, the left end of the blog era as 2009. um okay. i think the 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 to me the coming of the blog era is is really like so far gone okay. like drake's first mixtape was like the one or first you know, big mainstream, uh, you know, mixtape, which is so far gone, which came out in like that 09, 2010 area was where it was like, oh shit, like superstars are being made on the internet. Okay. Um, I think, you know, prior to that, everybody was looking for for record deals. And it's funny when you look at all of these guys, whether it's Wiz Khalifa, um, who we're talking about, who, who came out with this project in 2010, Drake, who we talked about, um, you know, J-Rock, who I mentioned, um, you know, Nipsey Hussle, all of these guys that kind of became the superstars of the blog era, except for Big Crit. I think Big Crit might be the only person that we, we were kind of talking about in this conversation yeah. who really didn't have like a like a major label, you know, a failed major label campaign before they they like made their way, right? Like okay. Big Crit was like he like literally was a guy who, you know, he no label would take him. He just uploaded his music online and then blogs started posting him and then all of a sudden everybody loved him and he was super famous. Okay. ASAP Rocky, kind of a similar situation, but it was more so his visuals. Mm. People saw the video for like Peso and it was like, who is this kid? And then they yeah. all wanted to to, you know, know what he was doing. But so these blogs were creating superstars. And so that's what we mean when we say the blog era, where these artists that didn't have this, this major label apparatus who were creating these homegrown projects and putting them on the internet. And then there was just hysteria around these things and they were creating their own fan bases from the internet. All right, so a few more questions for me so I can get this uh, complete history lesson here. Uh -huh. How would the blog era relate to something like 
all of those that huge run of mixtapes that Lil Wayne had from mm. like 2005 to 2000 and I don't know whenever, right? The DJ yeah. was yeah. it DJ drama, DJ drama or whatever, and, yeah. and the, the dedication yeah. to and canon, like great, great question, right? Great question. Um, the Lil Wayne was almost in parallel to the blog era, right? Because as we know, Lil Wayne predates the blog era, right? Mm. So by the time the blog era came up. Lil Wayne kind of didn't need the blogs, right? right? So it was like the blogs were posting him, yes. Okay. But it didn't matter because like Double XL was going to post him too. And this, it, like whatever he was going to do, it, it, Wayne hysteria was already yeah. there before the blogs were right, there. Okay. So like the blogs made their name by giving us people like Wiz Khalifa that you might not see everywhere. Mm. Whereas, you know, Lil Wayne was kind of just a given. It was like, yo, if Lil Wayne does something, we all gonna figure it, we, we all gonna listen to it. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. But mm-hmm. so did, did Drake happen before, did, did the blog era success of Drake lead to his, I guess, deal with Lil Wayne? Or, so, cause I thought he was yeah. on that to before what happened so there's there's a lot of there's a lot of different stories that you'll hear about how the drake thing came together uh drake had two mixtapes prior to so far gone right um one of them had uh, a a trey songs feature one of them i think had fonte from little brother on it right so like Drake was kind of secretly already managed by like Sylvia Rohn and all these people in the industry already, right? Um, they the the story or the lore behind the Drake story is supposedly um, Jay Prince's son heard Drake on uh, on like on MySpace, something that had been posted on MySpace. Yeah, and so he took that MySpace freestyle and he and he played it for for Lil Wayne, and okay. then that's how Lil Wayne got a hold of him. Now, the timeline of the story as to like whether that happened before the So Far Gone tape or the after So Far Gone tape. You hear different stories, but I think consistently from people that are in the know, Drake was basically already signed before that, but they, they, they were actually one of the first big like major what we call mindies right mindies mm-hmm. are like fake fake indie artists like people who come out and they tell you like oh i'm doing this all on my own i don't need the label and then people want to jump on and they want to be a part of it because it's like oh my god like this guy's grassroots he doesn't have a label backing him when right. they have a label backing them the whole time okay. so yeah all right so to get into my where yeah were where were you so this is 2010 and at this point in time, you know, obviously I'm in DC, yep. and I probably am getting really into like, look, I'm still in the classic rock, but um, just this is right before the time I'm gonna get into like South African house music, right? So okay. it's 2010. So at this point in time, I'm probably really going back heavy into funk, whether it be James Brown, Fela Kuti, or like anything coming out of Brazil, Sergio yep. Mendes, George yep. um, Men, yeah. And so, and so the reason why is because I got introduced to the the Afrobeat for Your Soul party, mm-hmm. um, which was like a, a once a month party. Yeah, started out Friday nights, and then it was like a last Thursday of every month, um, hosted by or uh, hosted by Lunchbox Theory. Shout out to Allison Howe. Yep. But um, DJ Underdog, for the folks in D.C. who know, like he was a DJ. And yep. at first he started out by DJing everything in vinyl. So he's, mm-hmm. you know, this dude is, is sitting here. <laughs> he's got the incense going. Uh, Shout out to Underdog, man. Right. They got they got the face paint. They got the, you yep. know, the dark lights and all that stuff. And he's yep. playing all these fell out records yep. on vinyl yep. and all this other stuff on vinyl. It's like, dude, where'd you get this stuff? Right. right. So I am like, this is finally like where I'm at. Like it's a party that meets me where I'm at because mm-hmm. the only other things to do 
were, you know, to go out to the park or or to right. love or whatever else and dance with a whole bunch of stuff that I wasn't really feeling. Right. So right. what he's talking about is the big DC nightclubs that right. basically play the same five songs all night. Right. And so <laughs> to to have some, you know, even more relevance to this conversation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Yink and I would be in constant communication, primarily mm-hmm. through like G Chat. Right. Right. And t- just talk about whatever, <laughs> right? Just maybe we were just one day just talking about like, yo, man, when's the last time you listened to Supreme Clientele? Or it's like, yo, right. remember how we used to think Kappa was whack? This pillar <laughs> shit is actually all right, right? Like, we would probably have conversations like that. Right, right. And then I just, I remember this one conversation, I think it was like around 2008, okay. where we were talking about something and you were, you can, you can, you can phrase this how you would like to, mm. but you were bemoaning the state of hip hop, and you were, you okay. sent me something. I don't even remember who it was, but you were like, "This is the hip hop I want." Mm-hmm. And I remember being, you know, you guys know how stubborn I am. I remember <laughs> being very like, "Look, dude, that doesn't matter. Timeless music is yeah, timeless exactly. music." Yep. So. Who cares if it's good hip hop music? Just go out and find good music. Right. It's everywhere. And right. you're like, no, man, I miss good hip hop, this, that, and the other. And right. so the reason why I bring that up is because it it would seem that you found it in the blog mm-hmm. era. That might have been giving you something that, that you were missing. Maybe. That's fair. Um, you know, I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, that's true. Like I think they did they did kind of um bring different things to the forefront. I think the the thing is, right, like the blog era, like anything else, became corrupted very quickly, I'm sure. right? So, like, so, you know, at first it was like, oh, hey, you know, I'm Shake and I like this song or I like this album. Check it out. Right. And then from there it became, there's this new artist named Outlaw and he has a million dollar budget and he paid me to pretend like he's <laughs> indie and I'm going to post his shit on my thing, right? So, right. like, very quickly, a lot of shit was being posted on the blog era, t- the blogs okay. too. So, let's not, like, we might romanticize the blog era as though, I'm, just I'm, I'm talking questions. about myself. I'm just asking, that, you know, asking questions. You might hear us romanticize <laughs> the blog era as Got if you. everything that was being posted was good. No, there was a whole lot of shit that was being posted too. But, you know, as you typically say, right, in many cases, the cream rose to the top. And so you had certain individuals, your Kendricks, who Kendrick was a hype man for somebody who was big in the blog era, you know, okay. J-Rock. Um, you know, you're certain individuals who their talent really shone and they were able to, you know, create notoriety and stardom off of, you know, this this blog era thing. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. So uh, should we get into the critical reception? Let's do it. Um, I mean, look, <laughs> I'm... I don't have a critical reception, so why yeah. don't you just, yeah. So I think this is revered by all folks who are kind of blog era individuals as like one of the classics of the the blog era. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, I think, seen as kind of the staple of what later would be known as cloud rap, um, you know, which is kind of like this whole like, oh, I'm just going to chill and talk about smoking weed and hanging okay. out with girls and just that's all I want to do. Right. Okay. Um, currency is somebody who yeah, kind of was, was big, was big yeah. in this. And I, li- I like it's, currency. And it's interesting. Right. Like this kind of almost this this camp, like the folks that are, were around this almost became like their own ecosystem. And mm. so later you would get the Smokers Club tour, which would be, you know, Smoke Dizza, Wiz Khalifa, um, Big Crit, uh, Currency, like all these cats that kind of all were on this same shit would like kind of create their own, you know, ecosystem within within hip hop. So I think this is kind of seen as like the project that was like the nucleus of and, you know, there is one that predates this called How Fly, which okay. was which was Currency and and Wiz together mm. before they both were big stars. 
But um, this is kind of the one that I think is seen as like the cornerstone of that that weed rap uh, okay. of, 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 of this era. Well, according to the Wikipedia page, it mm-hmm. re- received widespread critical critical acclaim. And I get it. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it sounds good. Yeah. So, you know, when we go through the, the highlights and lowlights, most of what I'm going to have to say is positive. Yeah. And I so. think I think to, to that point, right, like another thing that you have to keep in mind, right, and and Wiz is somebody who previously was signed. He's kind of mindied a little bit here because he's 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 with Rostrum Records, which Rostrum Records isn't a isn't a a major label, but it is a label, right? It's like a smaller label out of out of Pittsburgh, and so you know. But he's 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 creating music that we're evaluating in the same vein that we had we're having conversations about, you know, on the same platform that we're having conversations about doggy style and the chronic right Mm. so like this is somebody who doesn't have you know the major label apparatus and is creating something that sounds this good so i think that's also something that that needs to be kind of highlighted when we talk about these blog era productions is these are technically indie artists that are creating a product that's a high level product do you think that because he had he was with the label beforehand that perhaps that contributed to the quality of the sound Possibly. Okay. Um, I think Rostrum, you know, that that budget, those budgets, he he has beats from, you know, Cardo and, and a couple other, Johnny Giuliano. Johnny Giuliano in the blog era was like one of those dudes that was that was selling beats at, you know, at a at a high clip. Okay. So these are cats that their their production costs a little bit of money. Look, I can tell because it yeah. sounds really good. Yeah. So um, well, look, I don't have any other thing. I don't th- have anything else to add uh, for the critical reception. The mm-hmm. only thing I, I have before we get into the highlights and, and lowlights mm-hmm. is... Uh, where does he rep? Because he's from North Dakota. I just looked is that he? up. Uh, that's where he was born. So my, where, my, in, in my, your opinion, where is he from? I've always thought of him as a Pittsburgh artist. Pittsburgh, okay. Yeah. So And he was kind of also the guy who introduced us to Mac Miller, who's also from Pittsburgh. So I think he's kind of like, in my mind, like the, the guy who almost like planted the flag for Pittsburgh in mainstream hip hop. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Hold on. Taylor Gang. Maybe Taylor. Mm-hmm. So Taylor Allardyce High School is in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. All right. So Taylor mm-hmm. Gang, I'm assuming, is Taylor Allardyce High School, public school. Yeah. And Squirrel so, Hill. Yeah. So, Look, guys, I'm just reading from the Wikipedia here. So so Taylor, yeah. Taylor, uh, Taylor Gang is kind of what he, I guess, created as like his movement, you know, in yeah. the same way that, you know, they've got TDE and, and whatever else. It wasn't even really a a thing per se, but it was cool because he also would wear Chuck Taylors some, and then eventually it just kind of mm-hmm. became like a oh wear Chuck Taylors and go to Wiz Khalifa concerts. So there like you, you know Taylor Gang kind of just became the thing. Okay, all right. Well, yeah. So that makes sense that he would be a Pittsburgh artist. Yeah. Cool. All right. So highlights and lowlights. Uh, should I go first? Yeah, go first. All right. So I guess the o- first overarching highlight, obviously, is. Um, you know, and I'm not even going to get into the, the 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 easy one. I'll let you tease that. Well, I'll let you you tee that off, but because I know what it is. But for me, I I think that he doesn't really impress me as a lyricist, right? But he's a very good vocalist. I agree wholeheartedly. And given that he is a good vocalist, and given that I generally like a lot of the beats that I hear, mm-hmm. I can see myself marinating with his album and mm-hmm. and i don't know how much people marinate with albums especially at, at this time i don't know how yeah. much they do it now but you know you can you and i we used to marinate with albums right, right? right. we used to listen to these things for like years at a time literally <laughs> right. right and and maybe it's like okay fine maybe i'm not listening to this every single day but like 
you know, like back in the day when we were listening to the albums, we would probably like listen to something like once a month for like two or three years. Mm-hmm. And then and then whatever. It, so what I'm saying is that if I if I marinated on this album or this mixtape like I did with the other albums, I could see him really starting to grow on me as like I could see myself like singing along with some of the things that he has to say. He's got a mm. few tricks here and there. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like he's. He's just appealing. It's, it's interesting because he doesn't really have that many yep. bars. He's got bars on a few tracks. Yeah. But for the most part, I'm like, all right, like, he's got one rhyme in there. I'm like, dude, like, I, I kind of said something like this in high school. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, and, that, and that's no shade. I'm just saying it's just like the bars aren't really the thing. But like, yeah, he is a good vocalist. So he's yeah. got a very good um, uh, presence. Yep. Um, he knows how to command himself in the studio, if that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, he knows, like, oh, it's not just about. It's not. It's not about like what I say. It's about how I say. How yeah. are they? How are they hearing it? How is it mixing with the music? And yeah. that's probably going to be my biggest highlight. Yeah. I mean, the biggest overarching highlight is probably production, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's probably production. Um, which I can let you get more into that. But just mm-hmm. like I just wanted to say that as someone who is often very critical of of MCs and vocalists and this mm-hmm. and the other, especially if you guys just heard the little bonus snippet mm-hmm. when I go through my my lyrical talents what does it make to what does it take to make a great mc look mm-hmm. wiz khalifa is not on there but yeah. like if we're talking about the sliders yeah just voice appeal just i don't know yeah. something about him he just kind of like q-tip q-tip doesn't really have <laughs> bars like that but like he just yeah. sounds nice yeah you know what i mean so that's that's my biggest overarching highlight yeah and i double click on that um you know man like i think the word uh, and i use it all the time here or, or, or phrase is, is je ne sais quoi right mm, like mm, like wiz mm. just has it whatever it yeah. is okay. he has it right yeah. and so it's like he has very few bars as, you, as you're saying on <laughs> yeah. this project right but you just like him right. like you might not even like his raps but you just like him yeah and um and he creates like an environment and an atmosphere that it almost seems like a, you want to be at the party he's at like whatever he's describing he ain't even describing no positive yeah. shit he's literally just saying i'm sitting on a couch with a girl smoking weed but you're like probably your bitch that i'm fucking <laughs> and you're like yeah it might be <laughs> that, that, that might be true uh but yeah man like like je ne sais quoi um like you said just vocal presence vocal yeah. mastery like he He's a good vocal performer and like he commands the tracks that he's on. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and sure. it and it's funny because there are records here, right? Um Glass House is one of them. Mm, there's a that's record one, that's one of my highlights for real. There's a record with Killer Kyleon, you know, there's there's records on you sure here. So that's not Rose. You sure that's not Mr. Rick Ross? <laughs> I had to, I had to check the name on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's nah. like, okay. And that, that that's that's that dirty South Twang, I guess. But uh <laughs> but there's cats on here that are rapping. Yeah. Like they're really trying to rap. Yeah. And Wiz is not really trying to rap. Nah. And he still he doesn't sound out of place. They sound out of place. And yeah. like there there's you kind of got to like give him something for that, right? Mm-hmm. Like like in that, you know, it's like it's like you're in a fight and there's one guy that's just like swinging, you know, swinging as hard as he can and then there's another person that's just putting their hand out, you know? <laughs> like it's just like it's crazy, right? Like it's like his presence is just that good where he yeah. like just he commands it. And then, like you said, you know, the the to me, the highlight of highlights uh, in terms of overarching highlights is the production. Um, it's so consistent too. It's it's consistent and it's it's interesting, man. If you really think about it, right? Like the amount of tempo shifts there. Mm, yeah, there's a few of them. If, if they didn't do such a great job of just choosing just these atmospheric beds that work together, it yeah. wouldn't work. Yeah. And it's kind of all over the place. And Wiz just follows all of them. You can tell he has a great ear for production. He's picking these beds um, and he's doing his thing on them. Um, 
So I think I think the production is great. It's cohesive, um, and it just works. And then the last thing that I'll give is uh, is the artwork. Um, you okay. Know, yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but it, it's essentially it's the gentleman roughing cover over Ru- again. I saw that that was I saw that that was one of the things that they said. Yeah. I'm actually unfamiliar with that cover. Okay, so Maybe I mean, you you, me, you you are familiar with the with the ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, David Ruffin is a fucking dickhead, right? Yeah. Who would probably steal your bitch, according to David Ruffin. <laughs> and so I think, like, just with the the what he's trying to set as the aesthetic here, t- paying homage to a David Ruffin cover is really dope to me. Ain't nobody's coming to see you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, man, I I love it. I love the samples chosen. Um, I think. Some of them also kind of fit into what he's talking about here. Because if you're thinking about him as this like stoner who just sits around and smokes weed and hangs out with girls, yeah, like some of the samples that are taken here are like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes you sense. know what I mean? So I, I just sense. think it's just a really well put together project. Yeah. You know, I've actually never seen that movie, Temptations. Really? really? I've seen that clip. Oh, man. <laughs> actually yeah. never. It's, look, look, yeah, look, look. Just real quick. Whenever they put out those like, oh, um, Here's 50 movies to tell if you're really black. Like if you if you have like 45, if you've seen 45 of these, like you're black. you're black. Like I've always I always end up seeing like between like 45 and 46. But there's always like Temptations on there. That's like the one yeah, I haven't seen. You gotta you know, get like, that one. Yeah, that's, that's that's a must. Haven't haven't seen it. You yeah. know. Anyway, <laughs> it's on the <laughs> list. It's on the list. I'll get there. So yeah. So uh, let's just go. Let's just go track for track. Actually, we we yeah. kind of go uh, briefly. Cool. Um, but I, you know, most of these songs I think positively of. So, yeah. I mean, look right into the intro. Um, I love this intro. Yeah. Like, too. like, so look, you know, Yinko told me he's like, oh, let's do some blog era projects, and I'm like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? It's not really my thing, but um, Yink is excited about this. I need to be more open, so I'm excited about this too. So I listened okay. to the album. And I'm like, all right. It's a good choice, Yinka. Like, that was literally <laughs> the first thought that came to my head. I was like, okay, okay. And then as it gets to the second one, which we'll talk about, but mm-hmm. it gets into that one, I was like, all right, I'm going to like this album. Cool. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so this first one, um, yeah, just a, a really good sound bed beat. Yes. Um, and he, he comes on right away, and it's just like, man, something about his voice. And... I don't know. You can all you can tell right away that it's like Cushion OJ and he commits to the theme. Yep. And it just it just works. I agree. And I, I would say, you know, the 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 words I typed here are vibe setter, right? Mm, like yeah, I think sure. I think it's a vibe setter. And I think one of the things that I really love about it is it almost it almost tells me what the album's gonna be like before I, I hear the album. So yeah. for one thing, there's no bars on it. Right. And again, right. you know, this isn't me trying to be funny, right? No, like no, like no. Th- there ain't a lot of bars on it's this, not, right? Not, there, um, there really but, isn't. but you know, but it's it's just it's a vibe. And like yeah. the, the the intro is, you know, him, he doesn't rap on it at all. He's just he's just playing with his voice and let you know he's in the building and the the production is just perfect, right? There's another thing I need to say real quick. Um mm-hmm. and that is one of the notes I wrote down was that like his singing voice is palatable. Right. Mm. And that's and that's relevant. Yeah. Because one of the <laughs> it's crazy, right? Like you talk to any eighties babies, golden era hip hop listener. Mm-hmm. And whenever someone talks about like, oh, well, he can sing and he can rap, therefore he's the greatest of all time. Like <laughs> you say that to us and like immediately like we just stop. We literally like we go deaf. <laughs> right. Anything else that you say, it's just like wop, 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 wop. Like we don't hear anything else that comes out of your mouth, right? right. Cause that's just not an argument that we respect. Like that's dumb. Yeah. But like, I get it though. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if 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 you're being introduced, especially if you're a longer, younger listener and mm. this is an album that is generally received well. Mm-hmm. Therefore, this is something that you and your friends are 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 listening to and you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. And the singing is important. Like that is going to be one of your sliders. Can this MC, can this rapper fuck the bars? Can he sing? Like, I get it. Yeah. Do I agree with it? Not really, but I get it. Like, I almost feel like I wouldn't say that he can sing, but what I will say is like what I will say is like he owns it, right? Yeah. Like, like he he just leans into this is my fucking voice and I'm gonna mm. own it. Uh in a way that I don't know. You just you just fuck with it. Like you have yeah. to. I don't I don't know yeah. how to how to say it, right? Cuz it's like I wouldn't go as far as he can sing. I I would I would you know sit what on I mean, the though. like yeah, you yeah. I, mean. I would sit on the like he will sing if yeah, that makes sense, sing. right? And and like not in a way where like I like try to gingerly sing on a record like a uh, yeah, I'm doing this. Fuck fuck y'all. Like like it. Here's the thing though. People will say that Drake can sing. Drake cannot sing. I agree. Wiz Khalifa sounds way better singing than Drake. <laughs> I don't know if I would go that far, but I I, I don't think that Drake can sing. All right. So anyway, um, going into the next track, uh, Mesmerized. Mm -hmm. Yep. And like, look, when you go from Wake and Bacon to Mesmerized, I'm Mm -hmm. like, wow. Like, okay. Yeah. They're doing some shit here. Um, Vibe. Vibe, vibe, vibe. Good vocals. (laughs) Bars don't impress me, but this is very easy listening. And I'm like, you know what? I can see, like, let's say Panama were in the room right now. And mm-hmm. Panama, let's assume that Panama fucks with this album, right? Yeah. I could see how Panama would like this album and just be bored as fuck with J. Uh, J. Cole. Because J. Cole should be doing this kind of things. You know <laughs> oh, what I mean? Man. Like, like on this track J- in particular, J. Cole would, 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 would J. murder Cole this joint. catches a straight, a straight shot on this one. I know. Look, hey, look. Yeah. The J. Cole, the hashtag J. Cole gets us more listens. So we're going we gonna to pop that <laughs> in the episode real quick. <laughs> nah, but, uh, but... You know this record, and it's funny because I didn't, I didn't preempt you or or or, or tee it up because nah. I wanted, I wanted you to make your own judgment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this record is the record that that people talk about from this project. Oh, I can see it. Uh, he did a video for this. I think it was popular at the time. I didn't see it. Um, but in my opinion, this is like a top three Wiz Khalifa song of all time. Uh, it's, this is one of his best songs, yeah. one of the best songs on this project, and remains one of my favorite J Cole. I mean, not J Cole, Wiz Khalifa songs. Um, is it my favorite song on here? If it's not my favorite, it's it's. There's three that really stand out to me. Okay, this is one of the ones that that, that really stand out. So we'll yeah. go ahead and, and say it's one of my favorites. Yeah, and there's a there's a story, and you know, for folks who ha- who are uh, you know Wiz Khalifa fans from the DC area, go ahead and correct me if I'm wrong. But there's a story. There was a 9:30 club show that he did. I was not there. Um, but they say when this song, when he did this song, yeah. you couldn't even hear him. Like, like that's how crazy the audience was going. And so to think about, right, this is a time where, you know, major labels are still are still it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this is like an independent artist who's doing a show at 930 Club. And he does his song from a record that he just dropped on a blog somewhere. Yeah. And you just hear fucking, I mean, you've been at 930 Club, look, right? Like, Look, I believe it. <laughs> right? I believe it. Look, shout out to 930 Club because, yeah. you know, I think DC can sometimes get some deserved flack when it comes to, you know, concerts and stuff like that. Like, for example, like Broccoli City Fest, right? Mm-hmm. The crowds at Broccoli City Fest, for the most part, suck. <laughs> right? For the most part, like, they're just... Just not good. You know, <laughs> Migos comes on, Cardi B comes on, great energy. Like everybody else, mm. 
Nah. <laughs> but like 930 Club, that is yeah. not the case. Yeah, nah, Raphael Sadiq came there yeah. and he didn't even, when he did his Still Ray, he didn't even have the tuba. The whole crowd just did the tuba nah, part nah, for him. Nah, nah, nah. Exactly. That's exactly. Inspired. So if you're telling me that then the whole 930 Club is getting lit to mesmerize, yeah, like I believe yeah, it. Yeah, I totally there's, believe it. There's, there's a couple of really big stories of, or, you know, from this era. Yeah. The other big one um, with a similar uh, story is, uh, Prior to Kendrick really blowing up, um, when Kendrick put out the overly dedicated project, he came and he did a show at 930 Club mm. and he did his song, Michael Jordan. And okay. supposedly they went crazy. Uh, I'm too much for these bitches. I'm three much for these hoes. Wayne taught me that. And that's just how it goes. Michael Jordan. You know that right Oh, no, I actually haven't. Yeah. So he, you know, I'm not, look, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm not hip to, to that yeah, era, man. Well, just, we'll, we're we're going to cover that project, uh, yeah, too. So I'll don't even worry. I'll yeah, get up to yeah. So, but that's another uh, story, supposedly, with, with 930 Club and the, the folks just going crazy over, you know, these artists that technically are not, you know, when, when Drake and Migos do fucking Verizon Center or some shit like right. that, your expectation is they do the bit, they do Jumpman or something. Yeah. You're, you're not going to be able to hear the artist, right? Because right. so many people are excited but when it's an artist that doesn't have the platform like that mm. it's really impressive when they're able to do something like that so i love mesmerize man this is a really really good song and this also might be the record that made me fall in love with cardo as a producer mm, um, okay. i'm a big cardo fan um but this might have been the song where i was like whoever this guy is i want to work with him he's amazing like i just love this beat the one thing I will say, or the last thing I guess I'll say about this, is that um, mm -hmm. this song would sound good if it were released today. Yeah. Which, given that it came out 11 years ago, kind of puts today's music into question a little bit. Just a wee bit. Just a wee bit. <laughs> little shots here and there, but yeah. like, nah. But this this song, I'm listening to it now, I'm like, wow. like This is good enough to go on one of my like playlists. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's dope. Yeah, and, I, and, and you know, again, right, like I feel like sometimes we're critical about shit that ain't about shit. Yeah. First of all, I'll go ahead and preface or, or spoiler alert, this whole project ain't really about shit, right? Yeah, but and, it, well, <laughs> it, it is, but it isn't. But like, yeah. or it isn't, but it is. Like, it's, it's a vibe. Yeah, it's a vibe. You got yeah. the cushion OJ theme. Like, yeah, nah, yeah. I get it. He it's sticks just, to the theme, right? He sticks and, to and, it. And he, and, he, and he owns it. Um, But, yeah. you know, even the the, the record, right? Um, These bitches, they mesmerize, they recognize, I keep it so G. Get you some money fucking with me. Yeah. That's the chorus. <laughs> but the shit fucking goes look, though, bro. Look, like it's crazy. It's 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 weird, right? <laughs> like I kind of have I've said this before on the podcast where it's like it's interesting when like some people are like, "Oh, you know, these, these folks ain't, ain't really talking about anything." But uh -huh. then like I listen to what they listen to, I'm like, "Yo, your MC's just rapping for rapping." Like <laughs> right, he's not right. he's literally like I said, right. Always go back to this. Black Thought things fall apart. Love that album <laughs> with the exception of two or three tracks. Black Thought literally is not talking about yeah, shit. He's, he's just never, rapping for rapping, he, right? Yeah. Like I got to the point where I don't I don't really care what you're talking about. So long as there is some kind of theme there. What you mentioned mm -hmm. when we talked about the classic albums, like, look, mm -hmm. like there needs to be a theme that I can see that I can stick to and right. that I can relate to. Yeah. Or not relate to, but that like I can relate to you because I recognize your theme, right? Right, right. Um, he has that on here and, and it yeah. works. Mm -hmm. And there's enough variety within that theme mm -hmm. that I'm like, all right, this is a complete project. It's a complete yeah. musical picture, a complete musical landscape. Landscape. I'm here for it. I, I, I respect that. And I respect the fact that you can appreciate it because, you know, you're clearly not in the frame of life that, that no. this, right? Like this is a college student like album, right? Yeah. Like this is like, 
I wake up, I you know, I hit my bong a couple times, and I work <laughs> on my report. You know, like that, like that's what. But this I still is, got time for bitches. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this, this is there too. We're playing video games. Like that's what what this is on, right? Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. clearly not in this place in my life at all. Nah. But at the same time, like musically, I really respect it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, we should get into the next track, which is my only fucking low light. Really? This. Yo, this, this. We're done, but it's not over. Go ahead. Yeah, this song sucks. <laughs> look, okay. look, 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 look. I'm listening to it, right? I'm listening to it. And so I should say that I've listened to this album twice, or this mixtape twice. Mm-hmm. But the first time was, was the Spotify release, which which changed oh some things. God. And this song is not on the Spotify release. Oh, Actually, God. most of the out, most of the mixtape is there. They just but they're like they changed the beats because they can't clear the samples, right? Only on two songs. Oh, okay. Only on two songs. So the other, I guess, seventeen tra- or fifteen tracks, or whatever, the same, except they take this one out. Okay. And I can understand why they take it out because <laughs> when I was listening to it, uh, the real version of this, I was like, oh, this is a commercial, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like. Oh, oh no! This isn't. Oh, this is a song. <laughs> oh nah, 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 yeah. nah. How you gonna go from waking bacon, uh-huh. to mesmerized, to we're done? Nah, man. You, you, so nah, so let me shoot my man some bell. And and I, I do have a couple of low lights. Really, one major low light. But okay. this, this is not the one. Okay. Let me shoot my man some bell. Um, in two thousand and seven to two thousand and probably fourteen, this was like a cheat code, right? The cheat code was like, take some white girl singing rock yeah. shit. And e- even Lupe Fiasco was fucking doing it. Yeah. All like people we yeah. really respect as MCs were doing the shit. Um, and so you know, I feel like I hated ninety nine percent of those records. Yeah. The one I hated the most probably was Hands on the Wheel by Schoolboy Q because I love Schoolboy Q and I love that project. But it was such a just whack cheat code. He doesn't even like that song. He said I don't even know he song, said the song though. he hates the, to do the most is that song. Anyway. This song to me is fine. And 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 I and I'll tell you why. Like, like first of all, I don't I don't I don't hate it musically, which is interesting because I, I hate most of these things musically. But I think also just like what it does for the vibe and the atmosphere that he's trying to create, it just fits. It took me out of the zone. Yeah. It took me out of okay. it. Yeah. And that, that could be because Mesmerize mm-hmm. is so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, come on, like if you're if you're like let's say you've got like a scale of, of ten to one where rating these songs, like the difference between mm-hmm. Mesmerize and We're Done. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like that's a big like difference there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So nah, it, it took me out. And it maybe if out. they would have flipped, if they would have put the skit before, you would it would have helped you like maybe. transition a little bit. I, I do like how they have the skits. It's kind of like the radio theme, right? The music right. In the background, like I like that. Uh huh. But I nah, I just I just thought yeah. I I think the song is is whack as garbage. Yeah. It's it's my only <laughs> this and the skit that follows are my only two okay. low lighted songs okay. on the album. That's what's up. I yeah. I I don't hate this song as much as you, and that's abnormal because I think I have a borderline irrational hates for these the records of this time frame of these. No, like, they're, they're just not. Take a they're white not girl. irrational. <sighs> they're not I, good, Nika. <laughs> they're not good. Some people love it's okay. them though. Yeah, I don't that, like this. If you got hate on your heart, you let it out. <laughs> Like Shout hands on the wheel, I hate. I don't hate this. It's fine to me. Gotcha. But anyway, um, so the next song, the statement. The statement is probably my second favorite song on, on this really? project. Really? Uh, it's 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 up there. Um, okay. and I think, you know, I think for me, and maybe it's because it's it's kind of a like, were you there, uh, type of thing, but I think mostly what this song is about is really important, and what the song, the 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 sound 
to me is like really instrumental to this whole you know weed head rap thing like okay to I me this that. beat is is perfect for currency if i heard currency mm, rap on it his okay. voice would be perfect yeah yeah, yeah but um but this is the song that says um no we belong on the top but we ain't tripping we'll get there in a minute yeah and the thought process right is like yo like i know i'm one of the best artists i'm not getting a platform fuck it i'm not mad about it it is what it is right That's and fair. i think i think that embodies the blog era ethos right mm -hmm. the ethos of these artists that were that were trucking in indie when everybody was saying you got to go get signed to a record label yeah um and i really really like fuck with that you know what i mean so I don't have much written about this song because it was okay. I didn't hate it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. um, I think that if you if you took out "We're Done," mm -hmm. to follow you know mesmerized with the statement, like like I'm cool with it. Like it doesn't mm -hmm. it doesn't fuck up my vibe. It doesn't fuck up my run. But to respond to your point, um, I'm gonna go back to an earlier point I mentioned, which is that like if I were allowed to marinate with this album, um, I like him enough as a vocalist that I'd probably end up like just probably listen to the album on repeat mm -hmm. and given more time with the song i would probably have a higher affinity for it than you do yeah look yink has talked before about how we don't necessarily have respect for the journalists to only quickly go through something and then get their opinion <laughs> right and, and 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 i think that's fair look i like i said i only got to listen to this album twice but you know um the sound of it were kind of the things that I was going for. And I, and I try to be diligent with my notes and be as fair as I could. I think that this is probably one of the songs that, like I said, I would just need to marinate with for it to really stick on me, uh, st stick with me. And there's some yeah. other songs on this project that I had the same thoughts about. And, and I wrote that. I didn't write that for this one. Yeah. But uh, your your point reminds me of, 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 that, of yeah. that sentiment. Yeah. So. Fair. Um, yeah, so should we should we go on to uh, uh, the next one, uh, the spotlight for the uh, Killer Killian? Yeah, Killer Callion. Killer Callion, is that yeah, it? So yeah, look, yeah. Uh, right back to our regularly scheduled vibe. Uh, I'm here for it. Yeah, and uh, your boy sounds yeah he he sounds just like Rick Ross to me, which is a good thing. <laughs> Killer Callion, which is a good thing. Look, 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 look. I, I, and and I don't mean to throw shade. I'm sure you your own you're your own individual. There's space for Killer Callion. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, with, with Wiz Khalifa and with that beat, um, with the vibe of the track and with mm -hmm. that flow, like, it gave me Rick Ross, Rick Ross vibes, but, yeah. like, featured appearance Rick Ross vibes. Got you. Got right? You. Because cause I don't really go to Rick Ross albums, but, like, when Rick Ross is featured, like, I can't remember the last time I've heard Rick Ross featured on a track that I didn't like. Yeah. I got the same vibe here from my man, <laughs> Killer Callion. So yeah, it's a good thing. thing. He did his yeah. thing. I would say, for me, I love this beat. Mm-hmm. I think this is the beat that goes the most with the the concept. This is the most cushion OJ beat to me on, okay. on the joint. And um my favorite it's one of my favorite lines. It's not even a line, which is he starts it, the beat drops and he goes, This beat go perfect with my belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I fucking love that. I don't know why, yeah. but I love it. Oh um, yeah. yeah, but I just feel like Wiz, like, you know, he just skates on this shit. Um you know his his flow is perfect for it. He don't say shit yeah. like like most of the album, um, but this is to me the first example that I'm talking about where it's like you got another artist that's really rapping and they're they, and they're rapping yeah, their ass yeah, off. Yeah. They're doing their thing, and then Wiz just comes on and just does what that's Wiz cool. does, and it and he just sounds so much cooler than them. Like yeah. it doesn't even matter what he's saying. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that goes into uh, the skit too, which yeah. like I said, I, I like these kind of skits. You know, yeah, they got yeah, the kind of little radio personality. Um, 
I think it's also, it, it shows me a little bit about Wiz's personality that he does all the characters in the skit. So I Oh, is that what it was? Oh, did, oh, so like the okay. little girl, that's like, ah, Taylor, that's him. The, the, the oh, blah, blah, blah. That's him. Oh, like they're, okay. all the all characters right. are, are him. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so yeah, so the, so the next one, uh, Kid Frankie, mm-hmm. um, decent bars on here, actually mm-hmm. got some bars here and there that they're not great, but they're like, oh, okay. Like you, you care a little bit more on this one. Yeah. Um, not a highlight for me, but just mm-hmm. more of the vibe, more okay. of the vibe, just, just going with the flow. We're, we're sticking right to it. Yeah. Uh, I don't really have much else to add, to add about it, but you know, it's a highlight to me. Um, okay. I think that. The thing that I love about the whole sound curated sound here is almost like it's like it's like new age and old school at the same time. Yeah. So like you like even like a record like Mesmerize, right? It gives you kind of G funk vibes, but then it also has like these synths that are kind of futuristic synths, right? Um, the kid Frankie has this like crush groove, has this like crush groove type of sound to it, right? Like it's like this almost like disco-y type of type of record. And then uh appreciate you. And then you have, you know, you know, Wiz just kind of, you know, singing and, and skating on the joint, right? Um, and then uh, I, I don't know, like with just the the the, the percussion choices and everything, mm. it sounds like a disco song, or it sounds like or like a Prince record or something. You know what I mean? Like it's it's music that has, it, it, you know, because of the per- percussion, it has an old vibe to it, and he gives you like newness with his with his vocal performance. Um, and I think like it's something that I kind of love about about Wiz's persona. It's mm. almost like old and new at the same time. You know what I mean? Well, I didn't have any notes for this particular this particular track, other than uh, I enjoyed it. Um, but I do think that you can tell that Wiz has an appreciation for for some of the classics. Yeah. Um, because one of my my favorite tracks on here, which we'll get to. It definitely has some old school vibes to it, um, right. and by old school I mean like proper old school, yep. like 60s, 70s. Yep. You know what I mean? So for for you to have that opinion on this track as well, I didn't necessarily mm-hmm. pick it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I didn't get to marinate with this album. Oh, so I'm, all, I'm about to play it for you. Go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah. yeah. It's not like a skate, a skate, a roller skater jam, a roller skating ring jam. Yeah, 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 he sounds like too short on this shit. He do, he do. Yeah, it definitely has that kind of like late seventies, kind of eighties roller skate vibe, yeah. as as you, were, as you were pointing out. Um, yeah. Definitely more of like a, a West Coast type of for sure. type of bounce, type of funk to it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a highlight for me, but like like I said, like. Mm. It didn't necessarily need to be a highlight. Like it's a yeah. song that I liked. Yeah. Right. Like and it and it kept with the vibe. And I'm like, oh cool. Like I could mm. see myself, you know, yeah. uh maybe driving down with the, I don't have the top down, <laughs> but you know, I got the windows rolled down and I'm about right. to head out for the night. Right. Get my get my swerve on. I could see myself vibing <laughs> with that for sure. Well, for me, right, like um one through fourteen is is a run. Oh, you know, I, yeah. you know, I love runs. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so it's a highlight because it's in the run. Yeah. It's not. Sense. It's that not like, sense. oh my god, this is the most amazing song. That makes sense. If I were to, you, you talk about every once in a while, right? You might put on a, a an album and you have a short destination, so you're only going to listen to three songs. This yeah. isn't going to be one of my three. Right, 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 right. But right. I do, I do really like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and the uh, the last thing I wanna I wanna point out, right, is uh, Big Germ who produces this was also a rapper uh, in the blog era named Germicide. 
Okay. <laughs> I guess his name must be Jeremy. And so his, his rap name was Germicide. And he used to he used to put out music as well. So like it's also dope that, you know, he's able to like come behind the boards and provide, you know, some of the the, the kind of dope instrumentals on his project as well. Okay. Shout out to him. Put a put a put a pin in Big Jerm because we're gonna talk about him later when we when we, when we get back to another one of his tracks. But for now, okay. we're gonna go up to, to up. Yeah. And this is a highlight for me, and, it, yeah. and it's weird because I don't know if I love this song, but there's something about this song that I know that if I really, really sat with this mixtape, yeah. that I probably would love this song, right? Yeah. Especially if I smoke weed. Now, mm-hmm. I, I do smoke weed, but yes. not like that. Yeah. And we're talking maybe like three times a year, maybe. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not a thing. It's just mm-hmm. it's not a thing I really do. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not into that culture, but like mm. You know, so we talked about like, oh, everything is better when you're high. No, I, I, I don't think so. But right. but it doesn't matter. Like yeah. he's just singing on here. Yeah. The 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 I like whoever decided to make this beat and said like, oh, we can put this on a hip hop mixtape. Um, for him to grab it and yeah. to say like, nah, we're gonna do this, and then to fit it in with the album. Right. It's a it's a brilliant choice. It so is. it's like it really is. Yeah, there was like. Because it, it's not my favorite song on here, but I'm like, right. nah, this is it just something about it's just perfect. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and you know, I will I will see that and raise you that I don't even smoke three times a year. I don't <laughs> smoke at all, right? Um, so you know, for me to engage with this, I am completely outside of the vibe. I will say that at the time of this record being or it's you know kind of peak. I was dating someone or talking to somebody who who did smoke mm. weed a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this this album must have been like her <laughs> like just narrating her life. I mean like in this particular record she just loved this record cuz I I guess maybe this record is what it feels like when you're high. I don't know cuz I don't be getting hot, but maybe. you know when he says everything's better than when you're high, everything's better when you're high. I believe him. Like it's, it's it, not true. It, it sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's but, not uh, true, but it's 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 true for Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. And it's probably true for any fan of Wiz Khalifa or or any fan of of, of weed smoking. Yeah. Um, One of the things I love the most about this record and, and it's you know, it, now we're about to talk about, you know, music making nerd shit. Sure. The delay on his microphone. Mm, just okay. just the echo. And it's 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 interesting. Mm, he, he has no, a specific, no, okay, okay, yeah, right, yeah. The, the delay. He has a specific choice that he makes where at certain points, rather than singing, he's just talks. So yeah. he's, he sings and then he's, he'll be like, yeah, turn, turn my mic up or whatever. Right. Yeah. But the delay that is on his singing voice is used on his talking voice. So yeah. so you hear like a rolling delay on his voice as he's talking. That's a choice. Yeah. You as a as a as a music maker make a choice to 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 do that. And and there's a genius to that, right? No, there because is. it's Absolutely just like is. it leaves you it leaves you in this world where you're you're quote unquote high, I guess, right? And everything is echoey and everything like he made that decision. And I, I really respect that musical choice personally. Okay. All right. So uh, getting on to the next one, Never Been. And this is another one where I think the Spotify version is different than the the, the original. Yo, I just want to tell anybody who's going to go back and listen to this, don't fucking listen to Spotify. Yo, just if you can, go to DatPiff, go to YouTube, like listen to the original version of this project because some of these samples didn't get cleared. They try Mm. to replace them with some shit that sounds like me when I was making beats on Fruity Loops 20 years ago trying to figure shit out. It, it, I don't like that. Not this one. Uh, <laughs> this is this is an amazing beat. Um, I love what they do with, first of all, like the, the 
bounce on there. It's yeah. really, really smooth. And it almost like it, it's not a sample, or if it is, it's not the one I'm thinking about. But like on like like uh, there's like this like little like audio vocal part where it almost mm. sounds like like the sample to "I Miss You," mm, um, you almost that. like just just a little bit. But like you can tell it's <laughs> you can tell it's not. But right. like it just kind of gives me that vibe and the way everything is incorporated. Again, like yeah. Doesn't really matter what he's saying, <laughs> but he sounds good on it. And I'm yeah, like, yo, facts, I'm here for it. Facts. I'm here I, for it. I'll add that, you know, I think that this particular production is perfect for Wiz and for what he's trying to do here. Um, you know, we, we, we just listened to it, right? So it, it, it starts with the percussion, right? Yeah. And, it, and it's an upbeat percussion. Right. But then when the instrumentation comes in... It's mellow instrumentation. Right, right, right. So it's right, right. almost like a marriage of like this upbeat and this chill. Yeah, it's true. And then Wiz just shoots the gap, right? Mm, like he's just right in the middle of the two. And it just makes for a perfect marriage. Um, I'll also say, you know, probably telling on myself, but, you know, from a time frame perspective, this is probably the record that I felt like I, you know, really just kind of embodied, you know, what was going on with with life and with, right, you know, what right, we're right. doing. You know, he's this, he's telling this whole story about how, you know, He's hanging with these chicks and yeah. he's smoking with them and chilling and and you know he's telling them about these places that he's gone to and and these experiences that he's had in life yeah. and the girls are like you know enamored with the fact that he's talking about these experiences because they've never been there they've yeah. never been to any of these places that he's talking about and it's just you know for whatever reason man this record we we loved this record this is it. just like really going so. i get it uh i don't have yeah. anything else to add to it other than like yeah this is this is this like you said that track one through fourteen? Um, yeah. it's a really good run, and we're gonna yeah, get into the yeah. next one in yeah. the cut. In the cut, which do visa. It's it's interesting. Um, the song itself is cool. Yeah, it's not necessarily a highlight, but I mm. appreciate its placement on the album. Mm-hmm. And again, it's another one that because I appreciate the placement on the album, I could see it really, really growing on me. Uh, growing on me, mm. like uh, I I keep one roll. Like mm. I could just see myself repeat like i could see myself just like having that stuck in my head and just yeah. kind of like vibing to that so like it's, yeah. it's not a song that i loved but i'm like it's another really really good song choice yeah to me it's actually probably my second least favorite song really? on the album okay all right um it just happens to fall in the run okay. and it doesn't disrupt them right, the right, 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 right and right, and so right. I, I really respect that but like you know i'm just like, in the cut in the cut rolling dude was like nah it's fine like I said, I yeah. the song itself wasn't all that great, but I appreciate that. Like like you said, like it, it's another change in the BPM. Yeah. Um, I think this one goes uh, upticks a little bit more. Yeah. Shout um, out to Cardo. Yeah. So, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um Was it is it a highlight? No. Mm-hmm. Um. Neither is the next one actually. Wow. Yeah. I think. First of all, I can tell on visions that he's trying to spit. Yep. Right. Is he spitting? No, but I could tell that it was a concerted <laughs> effort. So maybe he okay. put down the blunt or whatever. <laughs> I could tell. Um, yeah. It's it's not great bars, but I could tell he's trying. Mm. The beat. This is one of the you know sampled records on here. Um, yes. It's it's fine. It's cool. It's it's not a highlight for me. But like okay. I but I like I said, I don't dislike it. Mm. It's another good placement. It, it, it keeps with the vibe. Keeps mm. with the with the run. It makes sense. Um, it's just it's just not one of my highlights. So it it would be a highlight for me. I will say you know. For me, you know, full disclosure, as somebody who tries to make beats, mm-hmm. makes music, etc., there's almost no beat with this Cortex sample that I don't like. I don't okay. give a fuck. Like, you could uh, be a random funny. bedroom nigga. If yeah. you use Wheat October 
by Cortex and you make a beat. I heard I was on um just Blaze was doing a, a, a live. Yeah. Um an IG live during during COVID and he was playing a bunch of unreleased beats that he had been working on. He did, he played one with We October. I, it sounded like the best shit I ever heard in my life. There's a Smoke Dizza record with it with the same joint. I think Kendrick's mm-hmm. on it like um, my boy, uh, my boy Lalo, who's on my album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's got a record with with the Cortex with this Cortex sample. Okay. Any record with this Cortex sample, you would have to be trash to sample this, and I don't like it. So okay. I fucking love this shit. I got but you. but it's probably more the sample than anything. I don't really care what he said. The beat is just I fucking love this sample. It's gotcha. amazing. Uh, it, it, look, it didn't hit for me like that, but <laughs> but I I didn't mind it either. Like it was yeah. it was fine. It was cool. I enjoyed it. It just it just wasn't one of my highlights. I don't gotcha. obviously I don't have the affinity the affinity for that simple as you do. Yeah, oh, so maybe man. I need if, to get my ears checked. And I don't know. Nah, n- not. But if you if you're not familiar with that Cortex album, um, that there's an album uh, by Cortex uh that we October is on, and it might even be called that. Okay. But um, it's like eight records. You can find it on YouTube. Literally every record is a sample. Okay. Like every record is an amazing sample, and this is one of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, now we get into uh, one of my highlights, uh, Still Blazing. And I, I'm not even sure if I want to call it a sample. He pretty much is like takes a, another song and just mm-hmm. kind of adds some things to the beat and goes over top of it yep. and just kind of like marriages himself it's, a, it's almost like he heard a song and was like, well, look, I want to be on that song. So I'm going to be on that song. <laughs> right. And he makes a song, which is like, again, it's 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 a good song on its own, but it's a perfect for the album. Yep. Uh, it's yeah. dope. Yep. It's dope. Agree wholeheartedly. I My my note here was like, I usually don't like what we call Jamaican songs, right? <laughs> Motherfuckers who like will take a Jamaican song and try to like put themselves on there and they do like fake paths on shit. It's like, it, it usually doesn't sound good. Um, this don't don't like the DJ Quick records. I did not like that. <laughs> and you know you know this, and I love DJ Quick, but not not that one. Um, but uh, this record, actually, the way it's done reminds me a bit of like how Heatmakers yeah does, does yeah, it. Sure, like yeah, like yeah. Heatmakers does it well for like for like those Dipset songs. Mm. Um, but uh, the subject matter obviously fits perfectly with what the what they're he's already talking about, and yeah. so like when he's talking about Still Blazing, it's like yes, this makes sense, perfect sense. And I love the fact that it doesn't make me feel like, like I'm I'm stepping outside of you know you're, you're obviously drawing from a completely different culture, but uh, you it know works. sonically it, it works. It, it works. Fits. It fits. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I, I I like this joint and it's still yeah, in my mind. It's for sure. it's like what we talked about um, both when we talked about uh, the Regional Doubt album and when we also talked about uh, what makes a classic album. We talked about musical co- cohesiveness, but mm-hmm. but we also talked about palette. Yeah. Right. It has. It shares the same color palette or sonic palette as the rest of the album. Even though it, mm. it doesn't necessarily sound the same, it still borrows a lot of the same notes and just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's dope. Yeah. So uh, one of my top three highlights is this next one. I love Slim this. Kit. <laughs> and uh, okay, <laughs> Curtis Mayfield peeking through a little bit on the uh, little, little, little super fly notes in there. Whatever they did yeah. to get that in there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Row one for is, me. Is, is that John Legend? No, that's him. That's him? I think so. Yo, he sounded like John Legend. And 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 look, I don't like John Legend. But like, <laughs> I'm listening to it and I fucks with it because I was like, oh, is that John Legend? Okay. That's that's Wiz. I think that's Wiz, bro. He sounds good on he that sounds, shit too, right? Look, like I said, I, I don't actually like John Legend's voice. But I liked this voice on here. Yeah. Um, I think that's him. Yo, uh... 
This is one of my favorite songs on this record. This shit is fire, bro. This shit is a skit. Like, this shit it's is like, crazy, yo. And it's like even just like him talking on it. <laughs> this shit is fire, bro. This, it's, it's this, this is one of the ones that definitely is going to go on the playlist. Yeah, for sure. And it's like he's... It, it, the, the sound palette is old and he's injecting something new into yeah, it again, yeah, yeah. right? Like it's just it's just perfect, hey, man. I love Slim. it. Oh, call me name Charlie, but everybody call me Slim. Oh, you know, I got this woman, she great, but she won't roll my trees. What's up with that? <laughs> Jive, man. That's cold, turkey. <laughs> Whatever he talking about. And then, and, then he, and then he gets into the vocal, the, the singing part of it. Yeah, I I absolutely love this song. Yeah, I like it's that great. too. I, that, that might be my favorite skit on the on the project. So. I you know it's called Slim Skit, but I'm not calling it a skit. To me, it's a song because it sound because it, it look it's dope. It's yeah, dope. no, that's fire. So uh, pedal to the metal uh, featuring John, Johnny Giuliani, a uh, Giuliano. Um, not a highlight for me, but I I think it's a decent song though. Um, it's another one that I could see growing on me, but I notice this is not in your one to fourteen song run so maybe it's you not. don't like this one so this is my low light okay. um this is right. the the one song that i i hate on on this on this gotcha. album um and and i i really don't like anything about it like okay. and and maybe part of it is um you know i was as you would say outside at the time right right and so there was a lot of homogeny in in music both for you know major label artists and indie artists yeah johnny giuliano shout out to him he was a guy who, if you were a producer at the time, he made these sound packs and you could go online and you could buy these sound packs to, to help you with your beats and stuff mm. like that. He had like synth packs where like you could just buy these loops and you could yeah, just okay. take the loops. So Johnny Giuliano had like, there was shit that he wasn't even producing that sounded like him because it was just it was just out there. So it's got his sound signature. It's got these annoying fucking synths that just sound mm. like the era to me. Okay. Um, and then the annoying auto tune. I I just I hate the singing on it. I I I really hate this song. Okay. Well, look, I was trying to be optimistic about it. Like I said, it it wasn't a highlight for me. Yeah. Um, wasn't a low light. I didn't hate it. I could mm. see it growing on me. Yeah. But I don't know if if you say you don't like yeah. it, I don't like that one. I got you. Well, I definitely liked uh, the next one. Good yeah, thing. Good thing. Shout out this, to Big Germ. The, so, yeah, we were going to talk about Big Germ. When I told you <laughs> to put a pin on it, mm -hmm. um, is that him playing bass in the studio? Good question. Who I the don't fuck know. is that playing bass in there? It might be him. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, this shit is dope. And it's reminiscent of Pimp C in particular. Yes. For sure, for uh, that was sure. My note. It was like, I dedicate this one to Pimp C. For that was, that was, sure, you can right tell that if it, whoever it was, yeah. was influenced by some some UGK well, shit. For sure. I, I mean, it's Big Germ, so you yeah. know. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know that it was him playing the bass, or if maybe no. Nah, but I mean, look, producer, he, but, he's yeah. a producer. He's putting yep. a song together, yep. so yeah. Um, I don't have much else much else to say other than uh, yeah, I, I yeah. fucking love this track. Yeah, and that bass is dope. It's just fly and it works. So, um, do you do you have anything else to say about about the skit? Um, well, the the skit the skit goes into Glass House. Yeah. So, and this is one of my highlights. So, yeah. My um, my three main highlights. Good Dink okay. is actually not one of them. Good okay. Dink is probably like four. Right. But my three main highlights were Mesmerized, Slim Skit, and then Glass House. Okay. Um, Tell us about Glass House. So, first of all, I really want to hear this. By the way. All right, so this is another one that kind of sounds like a UGK joint. Okay, right? fair. And not only is Big Crit on the track, but Big Crit is the producer. Yes. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. 
so yeah, I, what, what I'm curious about is, was Big Crit already a big name at this point? So great question. This is around the time the time that Big Crit is becoming a, a, a star. He yeah. also has the same record on his on his album oh, as well. That yeah. Sense, so yeah. so you know th these are this is to me like these cats are kind of rising stars at the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And Big Crit is actually the the runt of the litter, right? Like okay. like Currency and Wiz are kind of you know really becoming big, and Big Crit kind of hasn't really you know hit yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, he's obviously the, well, kind of the star here. The reason why I ask is because mm -hmm. I remember when Big Crit started becoming a name, similar yep. to when Jay Electronica be was, was becoming a name, right? Mm -hmm. I just remember, I wasn't listening to the music, but I just remember the names. And, yep. and someone was like, oh, well, well, don't you like Big Crit? You sound like Outkast. And like, to me, dudes never really sounded like Outkast. Yeah, he's always know. more kind of sounded like he was from PA. You know, just a little bit. Like, he, yeah. he's, he, I, I get the Outkast thing because people want to associated to outcast but mm -hmm. really i'm like you're only saying that because you don't know about like stuff from houston you know what i mean <laughs> like you don't know stuff you don't know like these, these weren't people from the south that were saying this, right 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 so for me this is another one that kind of sounds like ugk um yeah. and and i spoke before <laughs> on one of the episodes when i said that like i kind of attribute you know ugk and actually really three six and 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 um DJ Paul mm -hmm. to the to the trap music sound yeah, more so that. than at least sonically more so than I do Atlanta artists right okay. um but this is kind of like one of those songs that for me would sound like it could go on uh it could it could go on dirty money or even yep, like yep. super tight yeah right yep. which super tight has some beats even back in 1994 that you'd be like wow like they made this in 1994 like yeah. it, they're, they're, they're that good so yeah what it, Makes perfect sense. Crit yeah. is somebody that I'm gonna make you listen to if we, if oh, we continue oh, this. I'm this looking blog forward to that because I like Crit. Um, and 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 Crit was here, which is is kind of his. Com First of all, Crit has said he was influenced by UGK. Of course he was. And yeah. Eight Ball and MJG, and you yeah. can fucking hear it. Look, right? look, like, I, it, I remember uh, not too long ago when he was about to release his album came out like 2020 or 2019 or something like mm -hmm. that he was on a podcast with Bomani Jones okay and he was talking about like how typically he always produced for his own his own projects right but he was going to reach out to yep. other producers yep. so that he could get like it would help him with his inspiration but right, he was also right. talking about like musical legends that he looked up to and he talked about how just how much he looked up to Pimp C yeah, yeah so and, and for good reason right, you know what I mean right. we're, we're, we're fans of Pimp C on this podcast Facts. obviously so you yeah. know and you can hear yeah. it but um but the other thing to say is, you know, Crit was here, which is is his coming out party, mm. right? The record is, that is, is that, this on Crit was here. Um, it's also on Crit was here, okay. and Crit was here came out in May of this oh, year. Okay, so this okay, came okay. out in April, that came out in May. So Ooh. they all kind of blew up around the same time. Uh, Currency obviously had been around for a while. Yeah, he, was, okay. he was with with um, Squad Up and and Wayne and a bunch of people mm. before that. But but you know, this was kind of. You know, Wiz and Currency were a little more well known than Crit was at the time. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess I can almost wrap it up. I mean, we go into outro, which I, I enjoy. Like, look, if I enjoy the beat on the intro and mm -hmm. it's clearly like an intro record, and you mm -hmm. put that on the outro, like I'm never, I'm never gonna be mad at it. Facts. Right. So, so that's cool. Yeah. You know, I like that. Like, yeah, that's that's, yeah, that's yeah. my thing. So, like, when 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 Wayne did it, you know, with with um. With uh with Carter, mm, yeah, um, yeah. and he had like kind of the walk out, walk in, walk out, yeah. whatever uh, thing. I loved it. Jay Z does with Volume Three, exactly. Right. I love, I love that because yeah, to yeah. me it gives like a certain cohesiveness. Yeah, so yeah, I really yeah. like that. Um, we, I guess we have a bonus track. Uh, yeah. it's cool. The only thing I'll say is that like that's the that's the Daytona Five Hundred that that Wu Tang hook that they've inter interpolated, and I don't know if if 
the if Wu Tang uh, got it from something else because I think it's Force MD singing it or something like that. Oh, is that what it is? Um, okay. The Wu is coming through. Right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, they the hook it uses the same melody right. for that. So right. yeah, it's the only thing I'll say about that. Um, it yeah. was a highlight for me. It was cool. Yeah, I think the the one thing I will say about it is um, that kind of live element that, yeah. that they use for the the production there is something that you'll hear later in a lot of currencies music with like um with like kind of the pilot talk series and stuff mm. like that. So I think I think almost that was like a precursor to like a sound that we heard in this weed raps you know uh ecosystem later okay. on in, in 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 this era so. okay um well i think that should wrap up talking specifically about the mixtape and the songs itself yeah. i'm curious when did wiz khalifa start to to fade if you will when did he start to not care about this shit anymore good question i i, I want to say in Cats are probably going to kill me for this, but it's fine. Um, I want to say when he moved to California, man. Like, okay. I feel like he moved to California. The last project that he really, to me, did that merited, like, us really talking about was mm. Taylor Alderdice. He and, did when, a pro- and what was that? So he, he had this this album in 2012. Um, that was when he came to Cali. Um, there was a little bit of, I don't know if it was beef or tension or what, um, with some thought process behind basically that problem, the artist problem that was, that's out of Compton. Um, had either done some writing, some ghostwriting, something that he was not necessarily credited for or not mm. paid for that created some sort of tension. Um, and then from then on, I feel like I ain't really hear that much about like Wiz on some like really concentrated effort trying to put out albums, trying to make music like that. Mm. So he had more hits since then. But did he have like concerted efforts to try to make music? Does it even matter though? All you really need is hits nowadays, right? That's fair, but like if you if you drop one hit a year, are you an active artist? If it if it plays throughout the whole year, why not? Do do songs play throughout a whole year? That's not like the biggest song in the world. Some of them do. Like okay, he did Black and Yellow 2010, yeah. right? And yeah. then the, you know the uh, the team you know w- w- performed well. There was a Green and Yellow, the Packers with, with Lil Wayne. Like that song had a life of its own. But like there aren't that many songs yeah. that, that that will last a whole year. Yeah, you know, like Bodak Yellow is one. Yeah. Like they, you know, you can you can name them. There's like ten of them. You know, that, yeah. and maybe one a year, a couple mm. a year. So it's not common. But I don't okay. know. Anyway. So, um, but yeah, that should wrap it up for uh, our first ever blog era episode. Yeah, yeah. I'll put you up for me. So, uh, Christian OJ by Wiz Khalifa, and yeah, I, I appreciate you. Making me listen to this. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get a chance to listen to it more than than twice, but yeah. I did enjoy what I listened to, and I think, I think I approached it pretty critically and, and gave a pretty good assessment. No so. doubt, yeah. I think um, you know the next time you're you're one of three times a year that you smoke, maybe this will be the, the record <laughs> that you throw on. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe. So <laughs> look, if you guys want to hear some more from the blog era or just any other episodes, you know, let us know. Yeah, I think maybe we'll we'll post something up to just get people to um, ask or let us know what what records they want to hear us uh, us review, um, and we'll try to add in some more things that kind of come from this time frame. Yeah, and it it'll be interesting because Yinka is someone who's probably going to be more familiar, and I'm going to be someone who's going to be listening to it for the first time, which I think kind of creates like a cool little I don't know dichotomy, if you will. Yeah. So yeah. Um. So yeah, y'all. Uh, that's it. Peace. Peace. 
bitch can see this shit from across the street, nigga. It's pimping over here. Macaroni. <laughs> Cushion oranges, nigga. What up, Chevy? Jerm, I see you. Cardo on the beat. Chase them, I duck them, smoke something Go to one new state soon as I fuck them Niggas be pressed for pussy, ain't nothing Instead of worrying about who that bitch fucking Why don't you get you some money? Nine times out of ten, she see me stunting Game running, wanna know my hotel And who found the ring when she coming I keep it a hundred Get love from the hoes, but it's money over Bitches, nothing above it like the weed, loud like my engine when I speed up. Bitches holding they weed, rolling trees with their pretty feet up. Them suckers often imitate, but they can't beat us. So super high, look in the sky when you won't see me, bruh. Cut my speakers up, drowning out what the critics say. Just continue to smoke and remain G as fuck. G as fuck. Polo socks match my polo hat. She leave once, it's a known fact. And she ain't coming back. Now Taylor gang that shit changed with the mouth of horses in my motor.